You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church in Winsboro, Louisiana. Hello to you, I'm Pastor Craig Beeman, and today we're going to look at expressing our thanks to God. With my song, I shall thank Him. Those were the words of David in the Bible, and that's what we're looking at today on Words of Encouragement. Amen. Amen. For the things He has done, my goodness, so much God has done for us. You know, it's, you know, you, you, you thank those who do things, you know, you thank uh, Sandra for playing in John's absence, you know, you thank them, but then how much, you know, you're eternally thankful. <laughs> you're eternally thankful for what people have done. You're eternally thankful for what God has done. And wow, how do you thank him enough? Have you ever gotten to the point where you've thought, I wish I could do more to thank God for all he's done for me. I, words do not seem to be enough. And you think, wow, God, I just, I'm so thankful for what you've done. I just, oh, I wish I could, I wish there was more I could do. Uh, and well, there is. When you give your life to him, and, and, and I sound like a preacher now, but when you give your life to him, you, you're, you're giving yourself for his use. And my goodness, when you give yourself for his use, you're, change, you're, you're, you're changing your chains of slavery to bonds that you have with God. I mean, you're becoming uh, his servant. The way you live, the way you act, the way you speak brings thanksgiving to him. But you, you and I, we need to have that mindful thankfulness, that, that thankfulness in our minds continually continually, so that we may live a life of thanksgiving. It is true that's, you know, thanks living is important as well as thanksgiving. But how do you give, how do you give thanks? I entitled this, With My Song, I Shall Thank Him. Many of us do it with words we speak to God. We say, thank you, God. We use our words, we thank Him in our words. I would like to think. Uh, of us, that, that, that many of us uh, think of that way when we think of thanking God. We think of using our words. You know, how do you thank God? Well, preacher, I just say thank you. <laughs> well, good. That's a good thing. This morning, I want us to turn our attention to David. He was one, uh, Adrian Rogers says he's one of the most, uh, his, his most favorite person in the Bible. And he said, I want to meet David uh, when I get to heaven. I want to talk to him. Because uh, the Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart. And I want us to turn our attention to him this morning. He is one who gave thanks a lot in the Old Testament. And I think there's a lesson we can all learn from giving continual thanks to God. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul said this. He said, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything. Everything? It means in every respect or way. In everything. We are to give thanks. And this opens the expression of thanks to more than just words. Do you understand? To give thanks to God in everything, in, in, in every way, in, every, in everything, give thanks. So it opens it up just to beyond just words. 
that we say. Words count, but do you know that actions are proof of our words? Ever run across someone who said they'd do something for you and they didn't do it? Oh, but they said they would. Hmm. When you back up your words with action, your actions are proof that your words mean something and that you meant them when you spoke them. Today, I want us to look at expressing our thanks to God. If you are able and willing, stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Psalm 28, Psalm 28, verse 7. Bible says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exults, and with my song I shall thank Him. May the words of God's Word be a part of our lives every day. You may be seated. What is the Lord to you? What, or should I really say, who is the Lord to you? But what is the Lord to you? What is the Lord to you? Look at the first part of verse 7. David just declares it. He just puts it in writing. I mean, David wrote a lot, uh, a, a lot of songs uh, in, in the book of Psalms. And you'll find those. And you look and when you do, remember these are songs. Uh, many of them say a psalm of David. And uh, are, well, many of them, that's what it says, a psalm of David, and at least in my Bible. Uh, and so these are songs. These, these had a, a melody. These had a tune to them. Uh, and unfortunately, only David knows those tunes. I really wish we, you know, could grab hold of some of these tunes. And some of them are even named. Some of the tunes are designated, but we don't know the tune. Uh, and so therefore, some of us, some, of, some people in our world have set these to music, which is wonderful because that's what they are. They're songs. But David says in the first part of this uh, verse in this song, he says uh, he declares God as his strength and shield. Now, these are very important attributes. Think about this. Think about this. He is saying God is my strength. God is my shield. To have someone who is both of these, who has both of these qualities. So think about that. Somebody in your life that you would say, they are my strength and shield. Think about that. What does that mean to someone who you would attribute these characteristics being your strength and your shield? Man, as long as I'm with them, I can handle anything. Think about that. This person is my strength. They give me strength. This person is my shield. They shield me from horrible things in the the world. God is David's strength and shield. Do you know how that must have empowered David to live life? Do you know how how much that must have empowered him to just take on stuff that happened? to lead the armies, to lead a nation. How awesome it it is that David could say, God is my strength and shield. So first, let's look at this. Let's look at this. David says the Lord is his strength. 
So obviously, it, 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 it seems to me that David knows where his strength comes from. He knows it's not his strength. He knows it comes from God. And look, if your strength comes from God, you can handle things. Look, this is very, very important that you and I grasp hold of this morning. That if the strength from God is in your life, you can handle things. So if you're thinking, well, I'm just not handling, now look, now just, my goodness, I'm not handling this. I I don't like this that that happened. I'm just upset. If you're not handling something, then maybe it's possible you're not leaning on the strength that God wants to give to you. Because if, can you say like David, that God is my strength? If God is your strength, then you are going to be able... I'm not saying it's not going to be hard. I'm not saying there's going to be... There there will just be... Okay, look, there's going to be 30 days and you'll not cry a drop of a tear. You'll be fine. No. God's not saying that. He's not saying you're never going to be upset or or it's never going to be hard or tough. What He's saying is He will be our strength. And if we lean on him for that strength, it will be there. And David understands where his strength comes from. Ever since he was a wee lad and fought the giant Goliath, he has been aware of where his strength came from. Do you realize that? Even when he was a little boy and he fought Goliath and he said, well, now look, you people, I love I love that story because David comes out of nowhere and just says, you know, and and these are his people, but he says, you people, wait, are y'all scared of this guy? What is the deal? Well, let me go in there. And and the king's like, oh, wait, 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 let's get some armor that you got to be protected. And and he tries it on and it doesn't work. And it's like, I'm going though. David, brave, knowing, depending on the strength from God as a young boy, David, was a man after God's own heart. He acknowledges this fact. You and I, when we grasp this, when we say he is, when we can say with all that is inside of us that he is my strength, boy, what a day that is. But if you consistently rely on yourself, you consistently rely on what you can do, things are not going to work out the way you want them to or the way you feel they need to. The only way we will ever be able to make that statement that He is my strength is if we have been, listen to this, if we've been in a situation where we've given things over to God and allowed Him to be our strength. Until you experience His strength in a tough time, you can't fully say, Well, God is my strength. When I preach it, that means I'm going to have to go through a tough time. Yep. And I don't like that either. But there's not a one of us in this building today that has not been through a tough time. I've been here long enough, walked with you long enough to know that there's none of us in here have just been carefree, never had a trouble in our whole life. It's been incredible, Brother Craig. I've just never, ever had a tough time. Really? Then you're not a real person. You're not really here. 
You're not alive. I don't, something's not right. Because as long as we live in this world, we're going to experience tough times. But in that tough time, if you have allowed God to be your strength on the other side of that tough time, you can say, and you can say with all confidence, and you can say it at the top of your lungs, God is my strength. I've been there. I've been in the trenches. I've been in the valleys, and God was my strength. And this is where David has been, and he knows this, and he says this because it's true, and he knows it's true. He knows it's true. You know, you can make that statement all day long, but if you've not experienced his strength, you can't really say it with confidence. David had experienced the Lord as his strength. He knows that in his weakness, God shows up strong. Notice also David says the Lord is his shield. The Lord is David's defense. God defends His servants. There is protection with God. Is God your shield? Is God your shield? Are you trusting in Him or are you trusting in what you can do? Let God shield you. Let Him be the one who shields you and protects you. Crawl up as the Bible paints God at, some, at, at a point in the Psalms. Crawl up under his wings. Crawl up under his arms. Allow him to protect you. What does that mean? That means you're trusting him to protect you. That's what it means. So trust him to protect you. Is the Lord your strength? Is the Lord your shield? That's the first question I asked this morning. Is the Lord your strength? Is he your shield? The second thing, what is your response to who God is? The second part says, my heart trusts in him and I am helped. I am helped. David, look, David is not helped until he trusts in God as his strength and as his shield. When he trusts in God, then there it is. You know, a lot of what we go through, a lot of how we live depends on us trusting in God. A lot of what we do depends on our trust in the Lord. Do we trust Him to help us? Do we trust Him to get us to the other side of whatever we're facing? Do we trust Him enough to allow Him to take over? You know, I get mad at myself for not trusting in Him to handle things. And I have already given my heart to Christ. God has already done something I cannot do on my own. He's already provided the way to be in heaven with Him forever. He's already done that. He's done what I cannot do. And I face something and I think, well, I just, just got to figure this out on my, by myself. Really? I get mad at myself because I think He's already done something I cannot do. And could ever, never, ever could do. And why am I trying to handle things by myself? Why am I not trusting in the Lord? Well, preacher, it's human nature. Yeah, but you know what? It's dumb that we act like that. I feel dumb when I act like that. I feel angry at myself when I act like that. I feel like, why am I not just trusting in Him? Just, dear God, Yes, God is waiting for me to ask. Dear God, help me. And he says, I hear you. You're my child. I hear you. 
You want to trust in me? Have you gotten to that point? Yes, God, help me. And God says, put her there, buddy. Come on, let me help you. Trusting in the Lord. That's where David is. Trusting, trusting. So what is the, David believes in God. He believes who God is. He has a trust in the Lord that he will be his strength and he will be his shield. A huge lesson can be learned by us here. God moves in response to our faith in Him. Now, now, let me make something very clear also. This does not mean we control God. But His desire is to be in relationship with us. Okay? If we have faith in the Lord to do something, He may not do it like we want. He may not do it as fast as we want Him to but he will work it out. But sometimes, many times, it seems to me personally that he does not move until we trust in him to move. Until we put our faith in him and say, oh dear God, I need you, I need your help. Sometimes God is waiting on us to come to him. Again, this is the relationship thing that he wants with us. This is what he wants, the interaction, the relationship. Boy, we treat God like we do sometimes the police. We don't call them until we need them. You know, otherwise, well, you know, oh, look, there's, you know, I'll call a few names. Oh, look, there's, uh, uh, there's Brian Linder over there. Okay, well, good, he's doing his job. I mean, you know. Oh, look, there's Sheriff Cobb. Okay. You know, we don't interact with them unless, oh boy, we need them. Why do we treat God like that? Why do we do that? When we have a God who wants a relationship with us all the time. And we're just like, well, you know, I'll go talk to God on Sunday. You know, I'll, I'll talk to him on Sunday. Or I'll let the preacher pray and talk to him for me. You know, maybe I'll just let someone else pray for me, you know. I mean, my Sunday school teacher will pray, and then, you know, then, you know, someone else. You and I need interaction with God. You and I need that. That's important. God wants that of us. So it's very important, and I think that's what David is, is kind of getting across here. Not, not even, not directly, but indirectly. He is saying, look, we need to talk to the Lord. We need to go to Him. He says, my heart trusts in him and I am helped. Well, that means you've got to talk to the Lord. You've got to have some interaction with him. But when we do, when we place our faith in him, we don't do it so we can control God. We're going to make God, we're going to make God work this out the way we want. We're going to pray for exactly what we want because that's what we're supposed to be doing, pray specifically. And so we're going to ask God to do this this way. And we're going to control him because we're going to put our faith in him. No, no. We don't control God. Nobody controls God. So make sure you understand that. But what does, what does God want? He wants to see that we trust Him. He wants to see action beyond the words. That's what He wants. He wants to see some kind of action that shows we're relying on Him. That we're stepping out saying, okay, God, I'm trusting you in this. I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'm going to keep my ears open. Whatever, however this is going to happen, I'm, I'm watching and I'm waiting and I'm trusting in you, Father. I'm trusting in you to do what needs to be done. 
when we show him that we're trusting in him, I think he always will move in the way that is best for us. I believe that. I believe that. Talked with a friend of mine yesterday. Uh, they had to find a house. Uh, the the fiancé had a house uh, in, I think it was Houston or Dallas or something, and uh, she had to sell her house, and they were going to move to Natchitoches, and he, they found the house, but she needed to sell her house, you know, kind of before they were able to make this purchase on this new house. She listed it one day. The very next day, she got two offers, one a financing offer, and then one, a cash offer for her home. God worked that out. I mean, God worked that out. She started praying, well, I've got to sell my home. I don't know how that's going to work. Well, dear God, help me, please, you know, and boom. Wow, that was fast. I mean, that's unusual sometimes, but sometimes not. God works the way he works, right? He's in charge. But he longs for us to trust in him with all that we have, all that we are, and all that we're dealing with in our lives. He will help us if we trust in Him. David knows this, and he's trusting in God. Look at the next part of the verse. It says, His heart exults. That sounds like a great thing. What does that mean? The word translated for exults means to rejoice. And some versions say rejoice, to be delighted, pleased, happy, ecstatic. I mean, be happy about this. Look, my heart trusts in him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart exults, rejoices. Boy, I'm excited. Oh, boy, I'm excited. Because who, why? Because God is my strength and my shield. God is with me. He's with me. And my heart rejoices in this. David is overjoyed at the fact that God is with him. Have you ever been there? Have you ever stopped to think that God is with you? Have you ever stopped about, to think about that? First and foremost, God sent His Son Jesus to die for you, to endure the punishment of your sins, my sins. He made it possible for us to be in right relationship with Him. He gives us strength when we have no strength, joy when we have no joy, hope when there is no hope. He allowed you to exist. Guess what? He just gave you that breath you just took. Wow. You and I need to stop every now and then. And we need to simply think about how much we really do need God. God is your strength. He's your shield. Do you trust Him? Does your heart revel in what He is or who He is to you? Do you rejoice in who He is to you? Wow, this church has been here a long time. I was going to do the math on that one, but you know what happens when I do math. But this church has been here a witness to who God is. The simple fact that we meet together here in this place is a witness to the community and to whoever else in the world knows we're here that we trust in the Lord, that we're putting our faith in God have you thought about that? Do you rejoice in the fact of who God is? The last thing, will you live out your thanks to God? Will you live out your thanks to God? Look at the last part. And this is, I love this. And this is, this is, this is the words of a musician, Brother Richard, Miss Carolyn. This is the words of a musician himself. He says, and with my song, I shall thank him. With my song, I shall thank him. 
With what he had, he thanked God. He thanked God with a song. He thanked God with his song. He thanked God with the talent he had been given. Now, look, your assignment for next Sunday is to write a song. No. <laughs> Expressing your thanks to God. That's what I want you to do. Now, you're thinking, well, I didn't, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not a musician. I don't write music. I don't comp- I'm not a composer. But what talents has God given to you? What has he given to you? Do you sing? Do you dance? Do you paint? Do you quilt? Do you crochet? Do you hunt? Do you play golf? Do you fish? Do you draw? Do you, are you crafty? Do, do you sing? Do you play piano, cello, violin, guitar, organ, or any other instrument? Use what you have been given by God to give him thanks. Use it to give him thanks in some way. That's a good assignment. Maybe you're crafty, not crafty, but crafty. Maybe you build things. Maybe you can make things. How can you thank God through what you do? How can you do that? How can you do that? David says, and with my song, I shall thank him. Will you do the same? Will you do the same with what God has given you? Take some time to think about how you can do that. Maybe, maybe you have the talent of organization. Maybe you can help people get a project together, a ministry together, and make it happen. Maybe you're one of those that can kind of whip things together. We have those in our church. I know some of you who can grab, something, grab a hold of something and make it happen, and I love that. That is awesome. Maybe that's what you need to do. Why not use those skills for God and show Him your thank, thankfulness? But, you know, our, our thankfulness goes, it must go way beyond words. As I said, words count, but actions prove the validity of the words. Jesus said, for God so loved the world, what did he do? He told the world, I love you. (laughs) No, no. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He demonstrated, he showed, he put on display his love for the world when he gave his son. That's what he did. If we're thankful, let us show God our thankfulness and how we live day to day. Let us demonstrate our thankfulness to Him well beyond words. Listen to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Through Him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips, the fruit of lips that give thanks to His name. The giving of thanks, this living out of thanks should be a continual action, but it should be something that is lived out beyond words. The fruit of lips that I give thanks to His name should be something to show for it. God, I thank you. Well, how? How? How do we show Him? Well, we told Him. Preacher, ain't that enough? It's not near enough. And there's not near enough that we could ever do to be able to thank God enough for what He's done for us. So we just keep on thanking. We just keep on thanking Him. We just continually find ourselves in a place of thankfulness. You know what? you You may think, well, that's just real trivial to thank God for the food. It's just what we do. It's a ritual we do. It's something we always do. Thank you, God, for the food. Amen. Thank Him with a thankful heart. 
You know, that continual thankfulness is a good thing. I'll never forget little Dory Jennings in our church when I was growing up. She was in my mother's preschool choir class on Wednesday nights. And my mama knew that if she had time, she'd call on Dory to pray. Because Dory thanked God for the trees, the grass, the birds, her family, named every, every family member, and, and the, for the preacher, for the, for the church, for the town. She took forever and thanked God for everything she could think of, and she was thankful. Of course, the last bit of that prayer will go down in history. <laughs> and God, please don't let me die in a car accident. Preschooler, preschooler, that's what she would pray. She always got down the end. That's the last thing she'd say. <laughs> but there, you know, a continue, and it's, that's not a bad thing for us to do too. Stop and thank God for everything. And don't use the word everything. Thank you, God, for pecans. Thank you for the trees that produce them. Thank you for the grass. Thank you for the, you know, just, just go ahead. God never tires of hearing from us. He wants to hear from us. It is that time of year. And you may want to do it. You may want to do it. You may want to get that piece of paper out and start writing things that you're thankful for down and just keep on writing until, you know, you think, well, I just can't get any more. And then look at your list. And look at your list. Seriously, take a pen and pencil today, this afternoon. Get a piece of paper out. Work through something with your children, your grandchildren, your, your spouse or a friend even. Just take some time. Just maybe you and God. Just write it down. Just say, hey, look. God, I'm thankful for this and this and this and this and this. And then think about that. Wow. God sure is good. He sure is good. And then think about how you can live out that thankfulness to God. How can you live that out? How can you live out your thankfulness for the grass? Maybe it needs to be watered. Maybe it needs to be mowed. <laughs> I don't know. How do, you, how, do you, you know, how do you express? How do you do that? How do you live out your thankfulness? Boy, David, was, David knew. He, he, he walked with the Lord very closely. And he could say that the Lord was his strength, his shield. He trusted in the Lord. His heart rejoiced. I tell you what. He thanked him with his song. Is the Lord your strength and your shield? Is He? Will you trust Him? Will you praise Him? Will you let your life be a song of thanksgiving to Him? What talents do you have? Use them to thank God with. Use them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You, O God, for this day. We thank You for this week that has been set aside on our calendar, just to thank you. It, it, I praise God that it is a holiday. I praise God it makes families have to stop and think. And even if all they do is go around the table and mention one thing they're thankful for, they've stopped and they've thought about what they're thankful for. God, I pray they thank you. I pray they stop and thank you because you are God. You are over us all. 
We give you thanks today for who you are and for what you've done through your son, Jesus. Father, I pray today that if there's someone here this morning that needs to say, look, I need this Jesus to be my Jesus. I need my I need my sins forgiven. I need to have a walk with the Lord like David had a walk with him. Maybe today you need to give your heart to him. I pray that you would. I'll be standing here in a few moments. And if you need to do that, would you just come? Maybe you just need to pray for someone. Maybe you need to thank God for someone today. Maybe you need to pray for a friend who's hurting. Would you do that during this time? Father, we give you thanks. Oh, we give you thanks for being who you are, for being our strength and our shield. Father, help us to really understand that better. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We thank you for listening to the broadcast today, the podcast broadcast, Words of Encouragement. Truthfully, if there is an issue in your life that you need to give over to the Lord, I pray that you will. I pray that you will let Him be your strength and your shield. And I pray that with your life, you are able to thank Him every day through your talents, through what He has given to you. Think about that. Just take some time to think about all that you're thankful for. We hope that you're enjoying these podcasts. If you'd like to contact us, you know that you can by going online at fbcwinsboro.com. That's F-B-C-W-I-N-N-S-B-O-R-O.com, fbcwinsboro.com. And you can uh, leave us an email there. Uh, that will go directly to us, and you can contact us in that way. Or, of course, you can always use the old telephone number at 318-435-4359. We'd love to talk to you, pray with you, uh, seek to help you in any way that we can help you. We know that the best help we can give you is to point you to the Lord. God is available for us. He loves us, and we hope that you know that He loves us so much that He sent His Son Jesus to die in our place so that we do not have to spend an eternity in hell. Jesus made it possible for us to be forgiven. I hope that you've made that decision to follow Jesus. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana.